Hey, what's up? It's DeHuff. It's another episode of DeHuff Uncensored. Thank you guys so much for popping on. Make sure you hit that subscribe button real quick right now. Go ahead and do it. Hit that subscribe button wherever you're listening. Also, I'm on YouTube. Just go to YouTube and search DeHuff Uncensored. And then if you're able, go ahead and share it with your friends. A lot to get to today. Some crazy, crazy stories, including one of my worst fears came to life for one particular woman. We'll get into that. Uh, I do want to give you an update. I, I hosted a glow party for my nine-year-old son and his friends. It was his birthday, and he came up with the idea, let's do a glow party. Seems like fun. So we did that. We had some black lights set up in our basement. I blacked out all the window wells, so no light got in here. And, and we had a good time. We had, like I said, the black light. We had str some strobe lights, stuff like that. Kids played bingo. It was just silliness and fun. We had, you know, pizza, of course, and uh, what else did we do? A soda pop. <laughs> soda pop. Do you say soda? Do you say pop? Or do you say soda pop? I say soda. It's weird how some people say, you know, pop or soda. It's weird. Actually, the weird one to me, the one I don't really understand is when somebody says Coke. Coke means soda to some people, and that's just mind-blowing. Uh, I you're asking for a Sprite, but you're saying Coke. Uh, it's weird to me. I don't get it. Don't understand it. Let's move on. <laughs> Let's move on. But it was a lot of fun. Thankfully, uh, we have a backyard that is a decent size. And then we have a, a nice play, play set back there. So the boys, we had like 12, maybe not 12. It was like eight boys over here playing. And, and they had a good time. They didn't shut things down until like just after 11 o'clock. It was insane. And, you know, kid, the parents brought them home. The parents had a good old time with a break from their kids. But it was fun. But what sucked is I had to lay down the law with one of the kids. We had one bad apple in the bunch. One. All the other kids, super respectful, super nice, had a great time. Basically, what happened is near the beginning, I said, Okay, here's the rules. Nobody's using dart guns. We don't have enough eye protection. We don't want anybody to get hurt. So the rule is nobody's using dart guns, okay? We're going to be respectful to each other. I don't want to hear or see that anybody's using a dart gun. Does that everybody understand that? Yes. So there was this one kid that anytime I tried to establish that there was rules going on, he would get into my face and just be give me this little shit look and then kind of go okay like like dude i don't fucking know you get out of my face my kid doesn't even do that and so he was already on my radar for being a little dick okay he was and then one moment uh i'm upstairs with some of the parents and we're talking and then all of a sudden one of the kids comes up in, in like a kind of a panic he's like Mr. DeHuff, so and so is using the dart gun and or the the yeah the Nerf gun and he's shooting everybody and we don't like it and we know it's against the rules. I'm like, okay, shit's about to go down. So I go downstairs, pull him aside, and I'm like, listen, what I already established the rules on this. You're breaking the rules. And as I'm starting to talk to him, he starts doing that mocking. Thing where he's like in my face going uh -huh, uh -huh. and I'm just like I'm just like burning up I'm like so 
fucking pissed off. I'm like, this little shit. Fight back the devil. Fight back the devil. Do not bring him out. Okay. I was like, I already told you we weren't using Nerf guns. You have broken those rules. I was like, you're being very disrespectful to me, your friends here, and this entire house. If you do it again, I'm calling your parents, and I will pull them away from whatever the heck they're doing right now, and they will come and pick you up. And you will never be allowed to step foot into this house ever again. Do I make myself clear? But I said it in a very dick way. <laughs> I gotta be honest. I was not very happy. You know, you get those, you get that tone where you're just, you're not yelling, but you're not happy. And that's the tone that I had in my voice. And I was very firm. And he's just looking at me. He goes from a mocking little shit at the beginning to, oh, fuck. <laughs> oh, fuck. I'm in trouble. And he was nice, to, somewhat nice the rest of the time. He's still kind of a dick. I think that's just who he is. And, uh, you know, he, as soon as his, I didn't get a chance to talk to his mom and tell him, like, hey, by the way, your son's a little prick. <laughs> yeah. Don't worry. I set him straight. He's probably going to have nightmares now from, you know, probably a week or two. FYI, he may wake up with night terrors because he's just like, I'm going to get in trouble by Mr. Dub. <laughs> oh, that made me mad. I was so mad. So mad. Oh, I'm sure. I Hopefully that that's like a fear of mine. My kid goes to a party or somebody else's house and then he acts disrespectful or she acts disrespectful. So that's like a big concern for me. So I try to point out to like when kids are super good and just be like, hey, tell the parent, be like, hey, FYI, your kid was great. I love it. He he or she was super nice and respectful because I think we as parents want to hear that. You want to know you're doing a good job and because it is a fear of, I think, just about every parent out there. Like, are my kids good when I'm not around? So you want to know that. But you also want to know if they're being dicks. So it's good to give feedback on that. So anyway, that kid was a dick. Oh, my God. Anyway, but he was better, and hopefully he learned from his mistakes, and hopefully he doesn't do that again to anybody. All right, let's jump into some headlines. Let's go! Let's go! And now, here are the headlines. <laughs> I saw this, and it's just bugging me because it, I, I feel like this is flip-flopped. It should be the other way around. Each episode of Stranger Things for season four is costing right around $30 million. That's each episode. Each episode. Now, each episode of the House uh, of the Dragon is under $20 million per episode. Each episode is under $20 million. That's that prequel to Game of Thrones. So it just more reasons why I hate Game of Thrones and how they fucked everything up. Now their budget is super shit if it's $20 million or less. Whereas Stranger Things, I love Stranger Things, starting to get our my son to watch that. It's a little scarier than I realized because uh, I've seen all the episodes and now my son is like, he's nine. We're like, you're nine now. You can, <laughs> you can start watching really scary movies. And there's one point where he's like, I'm just going to watch this scene from, uh, you know, this little, little opening from the blanket. <laughs> like, it's okay. I get it. But anyway, $30 million versus $20 million. Screw game of Thrones. Oh my God. More reasons why I hate them. More reasons. 
A woman, a 40-year-old woman experienced one of my greatest fears. And, and it's, it's funny because I've expressed this to people, and they're like, it's not going to happen, you dumb shit. Well, it happened to somebody. A 40-year-old woman was rescued after falling in a toilet while trying to receive, uh, retrieve her cell phone. She was at the top of Mount Walker in Washington State. That's in the Olympic National Forest. That's northwest of Seattle in Washington. She was using the toilet, accidentally dropped it in. She tried to get it out using dog leashes. That didn't work, so she used the leashes as anchors, so she tied herself to the toilet, and she was going to go Mission Impossible. She's like, I'm just going to repel in. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I would love to have seen this. It would have been hilarious. I feel sorry for her, but it would have been hilarious. So she ties herself with the leashes to something on the toilet, and then she just falls in. <laughs> And then she tried to get out for about 10 to 15 minutes on her own. She was just trying to get out of the shithole that she was in. And she ended up having to just give up and call 911. Firefighters, when they got there, they're like, boy, this is a shitty situation. Am I right? Way to go, Todd. Great joke. <laughs> Could you imagine all the bad jokes that would be happening to you after this? Oh. Or during this, like, fuck you guys, just get me out. So what they did is the firefighters would pass her like blocks, like cinder blocks and anything that she could stand on in order for her to eventually reach the harness. I did not see uh, a number explaining how deep it was, but obviously it's, it's not, it was deep enough where they couldn't just reach her hand in there or their hands in there and have her reach up and they just grab her out. It was that deep. That's fucking disgusting. So they had to rinse her off and they strongly encouraged her to go to the, to the hospital to get some medical attention because she was exposed to a, an extreme amount of human waste. But all she wanted to do was leave. We don't know her name. In, in all honesty, I hope she never comes out because the amount of ridicule that she'll get from society for being the lady that fell in the shitter is, is that's way too much. I, I, I couldn't handle that, and I'd feel awful for her. But what a horrible situation. That, that is a fear. The fact that she couldn't get out, thankfully her cell phone wasn't about to die or didn't get damaged and couldn't work uh, because she fell in there. I mean, how awful, awful. My wife's family owns some property down in Torres, Colorado, and there's an outhouse down there. And like, I've looked down there and I'm like, this, that's disgusting. Could you imagine falling in there? And people would make fun of me. They're like, so it does remind me of the very first time I went down to that property. Uh, when I first started dating my wife, it is something they do uh, every year. It's kind of like a family reunion, and they got a huge family. So I hardly know anybody. I'm very shy. I don't like talking to people as it is. So I go down there, and I'm like, uh-oh, I have never used an outhouse before. Porta potties, maybe I had at the time, but like, so this like scared scared me. So they're like, 
there's the bathroom over there. And I'm like, I, I do not want to use the bathroom. And I avoided it as much as possible. I'd pee anywhere. Just go pee on a tree somewhere. That's fine. But I needed to poop after a while. And then I just didn't want to use it. And it got to the point where I was sweating. And I'm like, I, I need to go to the bathroom so bad. And eventually, I finally, finally, after like a day and a half or maybe two days of holding it in, I was just like, I got to go. I got to do this or I'm going to explode. And I eventually go and use it. And it was just the greatest feeling in the world. I was like, I did it. I did it. I wanted a trophy so bad for using the potty, but I didn't. God damn it. I didn't. But I feel so bad for that lady that fell into the toilet. That's disgusting. So disgusting. Could you imagine if you were in there and somebody couldn't hear your screams and they just started going to the bathroom? Oh, my God. That's horrible horrible imagine if you died down there what a way to go oh that'd be embarrassing embarrassing i got some more headlines coming your way but first everybody knows total beverage in westminster and thornton they're amazing they are and everybody knows total beverage has an incredible selection of beer wine and spirits but did you know they deliver yeah they do and they also do curbside pickup that's available for you and they also do online wine education classes so stop on by 104th in Thornton or on Sheridan in Westminster and see for yourself. Or you can always find weekly deals, events, or even drink recipes online at TotalBev.com. Again, that's TotalBev.com. Total Beverage, everything you need and more. This is Chris Fusley, owner of the Blake Street Tavern. Okay, I admit it. Before the Minna McKinnon moved to town, I didn't know a hockey puck from a hamburger. You've never had my wife's cooking, eh? Now? Now I know the plus minus of everybody on the team. And I've checked out all their girlfriends on the internet. Shh. What's that? Shh. Okay? Uh, TMI? Xnay on the whole intro web thingy. But you get the point. We love hockey at the Blake Street Tavern. Stop by the corner of Park and Blake and watch the Minna Mac with game sound throughout our 18,000 square feet. It's a Blake Street Tavern where Denver watches sports. This is kind of weird and it's kind of this, hey, it's 2022. Just another person doing something kind of weird and just blindsiding us with just craziness. But a celebrity artist and painter, Domingo Zapata, uh, is saying that, uh, well, basically he's he's famous for doing weird depictions of Mona Lisa. So he'll take the Mona Lisa painting and then he kind of adds on to it and just puts some more flair to it and just makes it different. He's basically been doing this for 15 years of painting only Mona Lisa and, and just putting her in different situations and just putting a twist on her. Well, basically now what he's saying is his secret to his success is due to his romantic and sexual relationship that he shares with the famous painting. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> He's, he has a sexual relationship with Mona Lisa. He has dirty dreams about her, and God knows what else he does with her. Okay? Yeah. Just another, this is 2022. <laughs> okay? That's just another weird thing that you're hearing. Listen, I could... <laughs> you could... <laughs> You can have a real, you can say that about anything. 
I don't know if you guys know this, but I was in a heavy relationship when I was younger. Um, Penthouse magazine really got me through a lot, and I credit that magazine. Uh, I was in a sexual relationship with that magazine for a long period of time. Um, sure, there'd be times when I'd veer off and find a, di a different magazine, but ultimately my heart and my hard-on were with uh, Penthouse magazine. It was very classy. Very. You could say that about anything. It's so dumb. Everybody's like, oh, I'm in love. Like that lady. Remember when we were talking about that lady that was engaged to a ghost? It's like, shut the fuck up. Just just say you're, oh, my God. I don't get it. It's dumb. It's stupid. <sighs> you had a dirty dream, probably several dirty dreams about Mona Lisa. I get it. Does it mean you're in a sexual relationship? With something that is just a piece of paper, essentially? No, it doesn't. It means you, you just, you're lonely. You're not married. You don't have a girlfriend or a boyfriend or a husband or anything like that. You got nothing going on. So what are you doing? You're jacking off to Mona Lisa. Okay? If you're happy with it, you're happy with it. That's fine. But don't go out. I don't. I don't even know what to say. I don't know what to say. I ju I'm just a little bit tired of hearing about shit like that. It's funny, though. It is funny, though. And it's worth talking about because it's just so jaw-dropping. Do you think... Oh, no, I was going to say, I was going to say, do you think he just grinds on the painting? But I, I didn't. I didn't. Say, could you imagine walking in on that? <laughs> Hey, Domingo, do you have an, a big size brush I could borrow? Oh, my God. <laughs> I don't want to use that brush. No, no, no. It's an interesting stroke technique. <laughs> Domingo, congratulations. Well, this is weird. Uh, these are weird brush marks that I'm seeing on this painting. I can't place it. What did you use? What was the? Oh, that was my dick. <laughs> Okay. Anyway. All right. <laughs> Let's move on. Sorry. Sorry. Come on. Come on. Somebody's like, that was offensive. Scott, you crossed the line. <laughs> Did I, though? Did I? Am I banging the Mona Lisa? No, I am not. No, I am not. A man was acting suspiciously at an Indian airport and was found to be hiding two pounds of gold. Worth up to $54,700 up his butt. Okay, here we are again. Ooh, ooh, what's up your butt? What's up your butt? Ooh, ooh, what's up your butt? That's the segment. There you go. The, the, uh, <laughs> every pod, every other podcast, somehow something's up somebody's butt. My God. By the way, I said that to my son the other day. Uh, he was grumpy, and we're like, are you okay? Are you tired? Are you feeling sick or something? He's like, no, I'm not. And I was like, did something crawl up your butt? <laughs> and he's just like, Dad, God, you're so embarrassing. We were at IHOP when I said this, so yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> I'm a jerk. All right. Hey, real quick, I want to talk to you about something that I, I, I really – 
like what this place is doing. Since 1975, the Ark of Aurora has been a private not-for-profit. So that's a 501c3 organization dedicated to supporting and advocating for children and adults with intellectual and developmental disabilities and their families in Aurora, Colorado. So pretty cool stuff. That's over four decades of transforming lives for individuals with autism spectrum disorders, Down syndrome, fetal alcohol spectrum disorder, and other developmental disabilities. So what they got going on right now is really cool. They have an auction going on, and there's some pretty cool stuff. The Ark of Aurora's fifth annual online auction is taking place from 9 o'clock in the morning on Sunday, May 1st, all the way till Saturday, May 7th at 9 p.m. So it's a good stretch amount of time. And it's open to the public and everyone out there can participate. You just create an account with your email and bid on your favorite items. There are over 70 items. And I was looking at some of these items and they're insane. They're really cool. You got autograph memorabilia, comic books for all you nerds out there. <laughs> You're welcome. Vacations, yes, activities for you and your families, gift baskets, and so much more. You got to check it out. It's really cool. All the money raised from the auction will be used to continue offering the ARC Aurora's high-quality advocacy services such as information and referral, community training and education, individual class and systems change advocacy. Okay and individual family volunteer and community support. So all you got to do is visit 32auctions.com slash the Ark of Aurora 2022. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to put a link to that here in the description of this episode. So that way you can just look at it and, and click on it. So again, 32auctions.com slash the Ark of Aurora 2022. And you can change a life today, and you can get something cool out of it, too. There's just a lot that goes in it. It's going to make you feel good, and you're doing it for a good cause. And plus, you get you get a little something cool for yourself as, as well. So go check it out. Again, I'll put the link in the description of this episode. So go check them out. And thank you so much to everybody over at the Ark of Aurora. They, they're just amazing people. And let's see if we can help them all out. All right. Thank you guys so much for listening. Make sure you subscribe, share it with your friends. Thanks to Blake Street Tavern. Go check them out at 23rd and Blake in downtown Denver. Also, Total Beverage, go to TotalBev.com. It's the Huff Uncensored. Let's keep moving forward. I'll talk to you next time.